The Gemara goes through the possibilities of a woman as to why she has a schus tola. And the Gemara says, schus why might it be that she has a postponement of her uh, mesota effects? As the Gemara, lema schus to Torah, if you want to say it's because she has a schus of Talmud Torah, that can't be because ha'ena metzuva ve'osahi. She has no chiyav in Talmud Torah. Ella, it must be schus to mitzvah. And how do we understand schus to mitzvah? After all, schus to mitzvah me magna kule hai. After all, is the schus of a mitzvah really going to protect her so much that it would postpone the effects of the mesota? After all, we have a b'risa that says, We know the Pasuk says, And how do we understand this Pasuk? Says the Gemara, There's gradations. On the lower level, the mitzvah is smaller than the Torah, and therefore the mitzvah is compared to a candle, and the Torah is compared to full light. As a mitzvah bener, what is it that we mean when we're equating a mitzvah to a candle? Lomar loch, maner enu meira elo Just like it's the case that the uh, that the candle is only going to going to shine for a small amount of time. Af mitzvah enu megina elo So we know that a mitzvah does have a positive effect in protecting you from things, but only for a short span of time. It doesn't last forever. When the Pasuk says Torah or, and we therefore make a comparison between Torah and or, Lomar Lach, Ma'or, and this too should be Meir Le'olam, just like light is going to help you. As long as there's light, it's going to help you. If the sun is out, you're good to go. Af Torah Megina Le'olam. So therefore, if you're going to say that the schus of a mitzvah is what helped this woman, maybe you're wrong about that. And the Omer, we have another Ma'imakam, the last of the short lines, Biasalecha Tanchehosach. This is a Pasuk that we read when we do a siyum. Now we're going to see why we read this pasuk when we have a siyum, because the drush of this pasuk is gorgeous. That means that when you go in this way of Torah, that learning Torah in this world will give you a good life in this world. That's Zumisa, that it'll give you a good life in the next world. So I should say one is in death and then the other is in the next world. And the Gemara gives a mashal. A person is walking and it's pitch black dark outside. Can't see a thing. He's concerned about thorns. He's concerned about holes in the ground. He's concerned about other things that might hurt him. And he's also concerned about animals. And he's also concerned about uh, people who are dangerous people. And in addition to all of that, he has no idea what direction he's facing in. Then he's done the law and he picks up a torch. Fine. Then if you have a little bit of a torch, if you have a nair, something like that, then that will protect you from the small distractions on the way. You won't walk into a tree. You won't fall into a pit. Good. But you're still going to be concerned about animals that you can't see running from far to attack you or from people who are trying to rob you and, and to, to mug you, those people you can't see. And still, says the Gemara, all that is about an avuka. That's just about holding a torch. But what happens when it's daylight? Says the Gemara, halfway down on Chafal Kamaral, once we have a case scenario where the sun has risen, then needs and then you can see everything from every direction, and then you're totally fine. And and you still don't know what direction you're going in. We don't know what that means yet. Um, and then the Gemara says, Then finally, when you're getting to a point where you're at a crossroads and you can see some signs, this way to Tel Aviv, this way to Shalayim, then you finally have your bearings, um, and that's when you are under the best of circumstances. And Dover Acher, the Gemara says, another approach to this Pasuk is, Avera Mechabe Mitzvah. 
the benefits of a mitzvah can be overridden by your performance of an Avera. Ve'en Avera mechabe Torah. But if a person is steeped in Torah, then an Avera doesn't extinguish the positive effects of Torah. So either way you look at it, with either approach, either the first approach, that a mitzvah is only effective like a nair is effective, once the wax is out or once the oil is out, the candle is out, you can't see anymore, so too. A mitzvah is only helpful when you're active in the mitzvah. And the second approach is a little bit different. This last davar acher is that, uh, is that an Avera can, can extinguish the positive effects of a mitzvah, but an Avera cannot extinguish the positive effects of Talmud Torah. Either way, if you're saying that the reason why a woman has a schus tola, why she's able to postpone the effects of the mesota when she drinks it, and in fact she's guilty, if you're saying it's because of a mitzvah, mi magna kulehai, at the end of the day, the mitzvah is really not going to protect you as much as you thought it would. So therefore, the Gemara has to come up with an answer. And the Gemara responds as follows. Amar of Yosef, mitzvah, when a person is involved in a mitzvah, be'idna de'asikba, during the time when a person is being osek in a mitzvah, it has two positive effects, magna umatzla. Not only does it protect you from harm, but umatzla protects you from doing other averas. And when a person is not involved in a mitzvah, but they've already performed the mitzvah, agune magna, you still do get protection from that mitzvah, but atzule lo matzla, but it won't stop you from doing other averas. This is an answer to our question. We said that the woman needed a schus tola. What schus was it? Talmud Torah? Can't be Talmud Torah. She's ain't a mitzvah of osa. So it must be a, a mitzvah. I but a mitzvah is not so strong. But a mitzvah is strong enough that even when you're not osik in a mitzvah, it's still magune magna. It should still protect you. And that could be the schus tola that she has. So this is going to be the Gemara's recommendation, at least at this point, that she does have protection from having performed a mitzvah. That means that any time that a woman does a mitzvah, and really any time any of us does any mitzvah, we are given protection. We are given protection. That's what the Gemara says openly, and that's in regards to the mitzvah itself. What about Torah? Now, we already have our answer, but we're still going to explain shot in the Pasuk. The Gemara says, Torah, when it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, whether or not, we are currently learning Torah as we are right now, or even after we finish Tafyumi, we're going to go back home and we're going to get ready for bed and we're not necessarily being Osek in Torah. But if a person learns properly, they get the double benefit of Magna Umatla. They get the benefit of being protected from bad things happening to them. And they also get the benefit of not being able, literally not being able to do other Averas. The Torah will override your Yetzir Hara and you will not be able to fail. So why do people fail? Because what, sometimes when we're learning, we're not really learning. And sometimes when we do mitzvahs, we're not really doing mitzvahs properly. There are levels within each of these things. You talk, I remember many, many, many years ago, someone snuck a video into Rav Shlomo Zalman's, they put a video camera in his study of him learning. And he sat there with his head down for 20 minutes, chuckling, and did not move one time. Just I mean, he moved for chuckling, but he didn't pick up his head one time. That's called Talmud Torah. That's Asmada. That's gorgeous, and that's uncommon. Yeah, our attention spans are super short. So, but that's what the Gemara says. Yeah, that's how he died. Couldn't get him. Couldn't get him. So that's Magno Matzah. That's true. That's true. That's Akasha. What are you looking up, David? 
Anthony Miller in the morning. I'm not pulling a Binyam. I just saw this. Stuff. You're pulling a Rabbi Adler. I know how this works. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> is this the David Sugi you're looking at? No, it's with the Kira. That what? Yeah. So that's a kasha. On, that's a kasha in the Gemara, uh, on our Gemara, obviously, because our Gemara seems to say that if you learn Torah, then you're magno matzah. Uh, right. Yeah, you kind of did. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Isn't your diva binyamin in your name? David Ben Sion. So I would that I was kind of going in that direction in my head is that everybody dies at some point. Like how do we intersect the activities of the Malachamabas with a person's Magin Matzah? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, uh, if the Gemara is going in the direction that we have over here, and even according to those stories over there, they had to be stopped in order to be killed. So we should be learning a lot of Torah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So why is the Mishnah says you can on a Gemara day? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it, seems, it seems like the Mishnah is talking about Torah. Correct. But that's only one Shita. The second Shita rejects that. That was the Shita of Ben Azai. And then the Gemara rejects that. Where's the Gemara? Here it is. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua says that that's not correct. That's not shot. It's true, but it, it's a beautiful question. It's a beautiful question. And I'm going to add one more question to what you're saying, which is that a woman may not have a chiv to learn a daf kamara like we do, but a woman does have an obligation to know how to behave. <laughs> you know, she has to know how to keep halacha. And the way my rabbeim said it when I was in, in smicha is that when a woman finishes Yoradea, when she finishes all of Shulchan Aruch, and all the Mishnah Brin, she knows it clear, then we can debate about Gemara, <laughs> about whether or not a woman, all the Chakir is Lakan or Lakan. Fine. But Lemaisa, the, the reason, the answer to your question, the Gemara already gave. It's not that the Torah is not mugging, but it's not mugging to this level. It has to not mugging to this level. When a person does a mitzvah and their mitzvah that is a more difficult mitzvah to perform, and your schar is greater. And therefore, a woman doesn't get the, the same Haganah that she would have gotten otherwise. All right. Says the Gemara, Maskifla, what's going on? We're going to an open base measures right now. We're right. looking up Meyer McComas. <laughs> We're going to call these Binyamin moments from now on. We are. So the Gemara asks Sakasha a little bit more than halfway down on Chafalaf Amadalaf. Maskifla, Rava, should be Rava. Elameyata, if all of this is true, then Doeg Vachi Tofel, Nilo Aske Torah, they were involved in Talmud Torah. They did learn a lot of Torah, yet they did something wrong. Why didn't the Torah protect them? So it must be as follows. We're going to make a different, a little bit of a different spin from what we just learned. Ella. Okay. Ella Torah. When a person is learning Torah, when a person is in the middle of learning Torah, then magna it protects you and umatsla it prevents you from doing averas. But when you're not being Osek in Torah, so let's say after Dafyomi, Agune Magna, yes, but Atsule Lo Matzla. So it will protect you from harm. No, it's still Kasha. Even when you're not learning, it should still protect you from harm. But Atsule Lo Matzla will not prevent you from doing other Averas. 
And what about a mitzvah, according to Rava? A mitzvah, whether or not a person's in the midst of doing a mitzvah or they've completed it, they'll always have protection, but it won't always work out that way. It doesn't. You'll always have protection, but you'll still be able to do Averis, unfortunately. It's not what we want to do, but it's at least theoretically possible. Now, all of this, we started with the possibility that the schus of a woman was Talmud Torah. We rejected it. And then we went to the possibility that her schus was a mitzvah. And Ravina brings us back to our first approach. Ravina Amar, Lo'olam, really schus Torah. Really, it is the case that there is a schus Torah. I wait one second. You said at the top of the page, You said, and I just gave you this answer, Rabshemi, that, that a person who is uh, learning, uh, doing a mitzvah that's as a lower level, why is that not a problem according to Ravina? Because says the Gemara, Nihi granted de de lo mifkada. I am masking with you that her level of learning is not the same level of learning as it would be for a man. But Beagra, in regards to the schar of the Mikaryan Umasnayan Banaihu, that there's Mikra and Mishnah for her children, that a woman is uh, is Mamish Omel and she works with all of the preparatory things. In our era, it's buying the school bag and buying the clothing and paying the tuitions and making the lunches and all of the things that we do that uh, very often that wives do, sometimes husbands when they're being good husbands. All of those things are the agra. That's the reward is that even though you're not mechuyeves as a woman in Talmud Torah, but by enabling your sons to learn and as well, the natran medrasha, and that they have to wait for their husbands to come home from the base medrash, milo halgon bahadayu. Don't they at least split the rewards with their husbands? So the Gemara says, Rub Shimi, this is even a better answer to your question, which is the Gemara's uh, new spin. You're right, a woman doesn't have a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, but if a woman is, is enabling her, her sons and or her husband to learn, uh, that's Kodesh Kodashim, and they get half of the schar. That It's the same quality of schar. The schar that I get for being in the base medrash is 50% of mitzvah ve'oseh. And her 50% is also 50% of mitzvah ve'oseh, afalp that she's an ena mitzvah ve'oseh. It's an interesting lambda that we are, we are giving her because she's the enabler. And therefore... Uh, that works out perfectly fine. That's how the Gemara concludes in this sugya, that the reason why a woman uh, could have a tola, a schus tola, the reason why that a woman could uh, earn the merit of postponing the effects of mesota is because of enabling uh, her sons and uh, the men in her world to be learning Torah. Says the Gemara in the Mashal, we had said, my parashas drachim, what is considered the parashas drachim in the Psalm Mashal for Talmud Torah? So what does parashas drachim have to do with Talmud Torah? So says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, 12 lines from the bottom of Rav Chiza, this is what, what is a, a parashas drachim. That's when a person sees a Talmud Chacham or when they remember the Yom Hamisa. These things are grounding. They are our, our, our North Star and they help us to see the light. The Mishnah Pirkei Yavos, you know, you never want to forget the Yom Amisa. It always reminds you that we're from Atipa Srucha. Fine. Rav Nachman When it was considered parashas drachim that a person knows what direction they're heading in in life, number one, he agreed with the previous sheet of Rav Chiza that it should be Talmud Chachamim, but the Yiraschet is the next level, that a person should have a, a fear to do Averas. That's a Talmud Chacham who's able to learn a sugya and come out with appropriate halachic conclusions. 
right? Not dafyomi, because that's not the structure of dafyomi. But if a person wanted to learn a sugya properly, like we, you guys were all getting into the sugya, what to that? Okay, dig to the bottom and pull out all the marimakomos and see how the Rishonim compare the sugyas and makos to really do it the right way. That's the right way to learn. This is a great way to get a breadth of shots, but to like learn a sugya, liba de hilchasa, that's parashas drachen. Dabaracher, in regards to, we had said it in the Brisa, we had said that there was a Dabaracher when we were trying to argue that a mitzvah might not be strong enough to protect a woman from the effects of sota. We had said, Avera mechabe mitzvah ve'en Avera mechabe Torah. So says the Gemara, this drasha that an Avera can override the benefits of a mitzvah, but an Avera cannot override the benefits of Torah. Amr of Yosef, Drashe Rav Nachman, Darshe Rav Nachman bar Yosi l'haikraki sinai. He said he brought the highest of levels. This for him was like the spitz. Be careful. If you do a mitzvah, that's great. But if you do an avera, they cancel each other out. So you have to be careful. And again, how does this work? We don't know. Quid pro quo. If I do mitzvah X and avera Y, do they balance out perfectly? Don't know. And says the Gemara, and if not for the mistaken drasha that Doeg and Achitofel had made about David, as we'll soon see, they never would have attacked David. The Pasuk says, they thought that David left HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he did the Avera with Bathsheba. My Darush, what was their drasha? The Pasuk says, and they thought he did Erebas Davar. And Bahani, Vahain, excuse me, these people of Achitofel and Doik, Einan Yodin, Shever, Machabe Mitzvah, Vahainav, Machabe Torah, they made a mistake. They misunderstood how the metaphysics of mitzvahs work. They thought an Avera is also going to be Machabe, someone who's a Talmud Chacham. That's not true. And Avera does not cancel out the, the merit of, of Talmud Torah. My boz yavuzulo that there's a pasuk in Shir Hashirim. Let's read the whole pasuk. Lemor, that's the wrong pasuk. Maim rabim. We said if there's a lot of water, lo yuchlu lechaboses ahava. The huge amounts of water are not able to extinguish my, uh, my love for you. Uneharos lo yishtefua. And then the pasuk writes that rivers cannot extinguish it. Im yitain ish as kol hon beso. Even if they gave all of their money beahava. Bozyavuzula will be embarrassing for them. What is this Pasuk talking about? So my Bozyavuzula, four lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, Amar Ula, Loka Shimon Achi Azaria, Loka Rav Yochanan de These two pairs of Shimon and his brother Azaria, and Rav Yochanan of the Benesia, they had a relationship of, y- of Yisachar Zvulun. One would learn and the other would cover the costs. Ella, what does the Pasuk mean when it says Bozyavuzula? That's talking about a case of Kehillel Vishavna. Hillel and Shavna should have had a case scenario of Yisachar Zvulun learning. They were in fact brothers. Hillel, Asak Batora, as we know, the famous stories of Hillel. Hillel is the one who, uh, who sets the bar for those who are poor in learning Torah. Don't tell me that you're poor and you're not going to learn. Hillel calls out those people and says, I was poor, I had no money. I crawled up onto Yeshiva, looked him through the skylight. And says the Gemara, Shavna, Avariska, he was in business, he was in nursing homes, he was making a mint. Lesof, only many, many years later, after all of the years of Hillel learning under tremendous distress, Amar Leh, then Shabna wakes up, he says, Ta, let's get into a deal together and we'll split. That's really cute. After Hillel's been straining and stressing for his entire life, you now want to take a benefit of giving me your money so that I've already learned for decades. You're late to the party. Now he's still yeah, exactly. We'll see that in a minute too. Yotzis Abaskov Amra, Imitain Isha is called Hon Beso. Now you want to give me your money? Bozia Vuzula. That's a Bizayam. That's unacceptable. So that's what the Pasuk means when we talk about Yisachar Zulun. If you're going to do it, do it from the beginning. Don't, don't come in in the 11th hour and be a champion and say, now that you've learned for 50, 60 years, I'd love to split the benefits with you. That's not how to do it. 
on the top of Chaf Aleph Hamid Beis, we're going to go to the very top line of Chaf Beis Hamid Aleph. The Gemara says, Omer Ben Omer Ben Azay Chayv Adam Lamed Esbito Torah Bechule, like we just saw. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Kol Hamalamed Esbito Torah Malamda Tiflos. The basic understanding of the word Tiflos is is intimacy. It's talking about intercourse. The Gemara says Tiflos Sal Kedaitach. Is that really what you taught your daughter if you taught her Torah? What does that mean? That doesn't even make any sense. So says the Gemara. And we will reject this. It's as if you taught her Tiflis. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi and the top line. Second Rashi. Because once she gains the wisdom of Torah, then she understands our mumis. Then she understands how to be sneaky. She's got the Yiddish cup. She knows how to, how to dance between the lines. Then she'll do things wrong, do things usher, but she'll, she'll know how to... She'll know where the landmines are. She'll know where not to step so that nobody finds out. That's what the Gemara says. We don't want to teach a woman this level of wisdom because we're afraid that she'll abuse it. Right, what about men? We learn Torah. We, 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 okay, the Gemara says it's an issue with women, and we're going to reject it in a moment. What is the reason for Rabbi Eliezer? That with Chachma, we have Orma, we have a uh, an akmimus. We have a curvedness that we're able to be sneaky. That when a person has wisdom put into their head, you learn a lot of different math models, math and logic models, and you can manipulate because of your logic models. It's like uh, playing chess. You know how to beat the other guy because you know all the moves. Not everybody agreed to this pshat that it's kiilu malam de tiflos. According to the Rabbanon, hi ein chachma, hi ani chachma, my avidle, says the Gemara, not for the way he said it, that for those who have wisdom and they're able to dance around Averus, but rather, says the Gemara, six lines down, mi boile lechad rab yosib rab chanina. Dama rab yosib rab chanina. Ein divrei Torah miskaimen, ele bemishem mamid atzmo arum alehem. A person can only fulfill divrei Torah if they uh, stand in regards to Talmud Torah ki ilu their arum, meaning that they're poor, and says the Gemara, this orma is a nakedness of wealth. And a person who learns a person who learns out of out of financial oppression when they really don't have a lot going for them, and then they learn, that's next level. When we learn, and for Hashem, it's not a bad thing, but most of us are, uh, relatively speaking, we're affluent people. So we don't struggle to eat. We're, overall, we're fine. So then, Lemaisa, our Torah is not as miskaim as it would be had we been under under tighter circumstances. The Gemara does praise people who are wealthy who take care of their money. I'm not saying we need to um, fork everything over, but there is such an idea that a person who learns mitoch dachkos they learn out of oppression that they have a greater a greater learning. And Amar of Yochanan ain't dibre tarmis kaimen al b'misha mesim atzmo kimisha eno a person who makes himself completely batel to Talmud Torah. And Amar ve'achachma me ayin timza. This is a beautiful taich in the pasuk. Where is wisdom? When, when ayin is found, when nothingness is found. So that is a humility piece. What is that? Oh, 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 the humility piece. So here the Gemara is saying that, and this is the Mishnah Perkyevos, that whenever people are feeling like real gaivadik about their learning, kilakach notzarta, you're, you're not... You're not a chap. <laughs> you're doing a mitzvah. Don't get me wrong. And it's mugain and it's matzil and all the other things we learned about. But you're not like a, you're not special because you're learning. That, that was your whole reason for being created. You can't. Uh, it's like telling Michael Jordan, "Oh, did you hit a layup? What are you talking about? That's ABCs. <laughs> that's like the basics." So that's what the Gemara says. 
Rabbi Yeshua Omer wrote to Isha, like a Mishnah had said, a cryptic line that a woman would prefer a kav, um, would pr prefer a kav and tiflos than nine kav with precious. That's what it says over here. My kaomer, what is shot in this line? Hachi kaomer wrote to Isha bekav tiflos. A person would, a woman would prefer one measure in regards to salary, vitiflos, but the opportunity to be with her husband. Uh, than to have a very wealthy bank account to be nine times richer, but her husband's constantly on the road. The Balea Tosos over here, the second Tosos, Dira Maschal Rotze, quotes the Rabbeinu Hananel, who speaks this out fully. It's a little bit late, but basically he says this idea in full, uh, that if a woman, uh, a woman would prefer to have a lower salary and have her husband home regularly than to have a higher salary and to not have her husband home, you know, beyond once a month, which is the example that the Baletos will give. The Gemara continues halfway down on Chafala from the base, who Haya Omer Chasid Shota, what is a Chasid Shota? Hechidami Chasid Shota, what a Givaldic example. Kigon de Kotava Itzabinara, a woman is drowning in the river. Vaamar, oh, Pasnisht, Lav Orach Arli Istikuleba Veatsula. I'm not allowed to look at a woman, and then the woman drowns and dies. Three years ago, January, I got into a car accident on the way to Shulin, Florida. And the woman in the car, who I, I hit her car, and it was a female driver. She was injured. I'm a trained DMT. So I took care of her. The, like, momish didn't even cross my mind. That's just the way things are. My kids are like, it's mutter to touch. Mutter to touch her? I'm like, yeah, it's mutter to touch her. What are you talking about? It's pikuach nefasha, or even if it's not, but it's an injury and you're barhachi to do something about it. Pasha, that's considered a chasit shota. You're being too from. That's not correct. What's considered a rasha who is sneaky, who is sly? We know that there's a din by a bezdin that the bale din cannot say their piece before all the dayanim are seated together because the dayanim have to hear each of the bale din at the same time when they're all present. So this guy is like, he says to the dayan, hey, uh, Rabbi First, Rabbi Reis, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about why Shmerel over there Dinged my car. I just want to give you some background. That's sneaky. That's not right. That's considered sneaky. Rabbi Abo Omer, last of the short lines. In halacha, we define a poor person who's eligible for leket shichan peya as not having more than 200 zoos. Well, let's say he only had 199. So I flipped the guy a quarter. Now he has 200. He's putter from leket shichan peya. That's sneaky. It's not. The Mishnah writes, Once you have 200 zoos, lo yita leket shichan peya maesrani. If the guy only had 199 zoos, he could take a thousand. He could take as much money as he wants from like a chikhan peya. So who's this Russia room? The guy says, How much do you have in your bank? He says, 199. He goes, Great, here's 200. Now you're not allowed to take like a chikhan peya. You're a Russia, you're a Russia room. That's it's very sneaky, it's very sly. Says the Gemara, another possibility for a Russia room. Says the Gemara, this is a person who gives advice to sell nechasim u'atim. We're talking about a case of Yerusha. And when there are nechasim u'atim, the daughters typically get those fields. What would, what would a Rasha Arum do? He'd say, you should sell the nechasim u'atim, wink, wink. In other words, your, your sisters will get nothing. So that's not right. That if in fact people do sell the nechasim u'atim, then that sale actually works. But to give it as advice and to shortchange the sisters on the properties that are in Chasim that's not right. You're a Russia. You're a Russia Arum. Another possibility, Amar Abaye Amar, This is someone who gives advice to follow the sheet of Rashbag. 
What's the sheet of Rashbag the Tanya? Four lines from the bottom. Nichsilach the acharich leploni. I'm giving you properties, and after you take what you take, then the second person can have the leftovers. The yorat harishon umachar veachal. The first guy takes everything and he sells it. And what can the second person do? Asheni motzi miyada lekuchos tibe rabbi. According to Rabbi, the person is allowed to go to the people who he sold it to and say, "No, you're not allowed to buy that from the first guy. It really belongs to me." What did Rashbag say? Rashbag omer ein lesheni alamashishi harishon. Nothing. He only gets the leftovers of Rishon. If the guy who's a Rishon is a Russia Arum, he's going to sell everything and shortchange the guy number two. And then he, it's not fair. So you're a Russia Arum if you recommend, by the way, Shitas Rashbag, just sell everything off and then you'll get all the profits. Another couple of Shitas of Yosef Barcham, Barcham, Omar of Shesha, Zamachria, Acherim, Borchosab. This is a person who tries to guide others in a certain way, but he's not so from. Take a look at Rashi, the last Rashi on the page, five lines, six lines up from the bottom, Dibraham Aschil. His insides and outsides are not the same. He's a, he's a manuva. He's a manuva. We know this of some of the great philosophers who used to have these lofty platitudes of, uh, of amazing philosophy. And then they were a manuva five minutes later and they knocked on the door. That's not true when you're a yid. You can't go over to somebody and say, you need to act like this when you're not doing well in that area. Just don't say anything. <laughs> Sometimes as parents, we have this struggle. We want our kids to do well, but it's an area in which we struggle. Okay, that's those are hard parenting moments. A couple more shitas, and then we'll stop at the top of the page. Rabbi Zrika Omer Amar Huna says, what is this Rasha Arum Zeh? Uh, this is a great profile. This is a great profile. This guy takes every kula under the book. And when he sees you, he says, no, 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 Don't, uh, you know. <laughs> this is actually the most musardik of all of them, honestly. Uh, the last one, Ula says, this is a person who is kara v'shana. He learns uh, Tanakh and shana, he learns Mishnayas. But this is a Rasha Arum. When I was in Smicha, there was a guy who said out loud, I can't believe this actually happened. I'll pass in Hilchos Nida on my own from a Seches Nida. That guy is a Russia Arum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, you're, you're an Am Ha'aris. It's also Chai Purvis. <laughs> I hope he's not watching. But uh, for sure, there, I have no doubt that you would violate Isuri Karis just by reading the Masech. Okay, we'll stop right here and pick up Emir Tashem. What's today? Today, Wednesday? Okay, so tomorrow night, Emir Tashem, a blot and a half. See you then. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Sorry about the recording, gentlemen. My apologies.